It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, sports radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Happy President's Day. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and yes, happy President's Day. We might even have to mention our Mount Rushmore in, uh, in some sport, but uh, wow, we'll get into it. Give us a call, 718 718- Six six four nine zero nine eight. Like always, Ray and Tate today at gmail.com. You want to talk about the trade or NBA All Star Weekend? RayandTateToday.com. And you know, Ray and Tay, we're, we're social guys, so we like to talk on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out on iTunes and YouTube. Ray, just my opinion. You know, just humble old Tay, Eric Taylor. All-Star Weekend, to me, was a little, just a little boring. And then all of a sudden, Boogie Cousins only plays two minutes. And I'm like, that's strange. How come he's not playing? And then it breaks. DeMarcus Cousins and Omri Kaspi, all right, Israeli uh, uh, champ finest, right, gets traded to the Pelicans for a protect lottery top three protected first round pick and the second round pick this year. Langston Galloway, Buddy Heald, sixth round pick from last draft, and Tariq Evans. Huh? You said sixth round, number six overall pick. Oh, yeah, number six Buddy pick Heald. in the first round from last year. And Tariq Evans, who was a form, formerly of the Sacramento Kings. And I just I, I want to ask you this, two questions. One is Boogie that bad of an issue or a, 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 a distraction that they couldn't get anything else or more for him? Two, is it Sacramento's dysfunction, right? Because six years, two GMs, I think six different coaches in his tenure there, or is it just a combination of both, Ray? How do you put your finger on this? Because we've never seen anything like happen like this before. It's just crazy. So we know in sports, and especially in basketball, I mean, look at the Charles Barkley trade. Look at there's some other lopsided trades. You very rarely get back anything close to what you give up when you trade a superstar. So let's just put that out there as a fact. That's why it's very hard to trade superstar unless you're going one for one because you're not going to get back what you give up. But and even Sacramento harder in King, 
off season you can even get harder more. In season. In season it's even and harder. now with the cap and matching eighty five percent of the cap number and it makes it even harder to make trades that are that are of value. But having said that, you still gotta think to yourself, Wow. The Sacramento <laughs> Kings gave up the best big man in the game because you gotta figure Anthony Davis is more of a four. So in terms of a, a five man, best big man in the game and you get back a Tyreek Evans, former lottery pick who's always injured and really has maxed out probably in his second or third year. Buddy Heald, who is a decent college player, yet to be determined if he's a Nine a really points a game, Ray, and less three-pointers right, made. Wait, wait, but not less three-pointers made than Boogie Cousins. That's comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So – then you got to think to yourself, all right, this is this is an institutional trade. I mean, this is I, I think this is somebody in the Kings organization. Maybe it's the GM Vlade, or maybe it's the owner saying, we have to write this kid a two hundred and nineteen million dollar check, uh, and he needs to be the cornerstone. Because then, if you write him a two hundred nineteen million dollar check, it's hard to trade him, right? So. I, I believe wholeheartedly that Sacramento sat down and acted rationally and said they didn't panic. They just said, look, we don't have a future with this guy. We don't want to be tied up with this guy. This guy and us have never really gotten along, and you just got to cut ties. So in that respect, I get it. I absolutely get it. My only concern is are you that bad a negotiator that that's all you got in return? Because you deserve more for Boogie Cousins, and you need to rebuild your franchise. And you're you're telling me that you're getting a lottery protected pick. I mean, it it might be the case that they might not be in the lottery with Boogie and, and Anthony Davis. I get that, but still, you 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 couldn't have got gotten a cornerstone in return. You couldn't have gotten somebody else. I I don't know. So I'm disappointed. In the short term, if I'm Sacramento, but I think in the long run, this was the right move because for whatever reason, he couldn't get along in Sacramento with them, and and, and both sides needed a new start. And once – look, if he couldn't get along with them on his rookie contract, how was it going to be when he signs a $219 million contract? He's not going anywhere. So as much as it pains me to give him up – in Sacramento, I think I think in in the right it was right for both sides. I well, Ray, I agree with you in terms of them moving him because it just hasn't clicked. But he's almost averaging twenty eight and eleven. The first guy to do that since Shaq, and I disagree with the. I think they did panic because yes, the deadline is Thursday. They had another offer supposedly, you know, but it it. it sort of fell through, but Ray, he's still got a year left. You could have traded him in the summer where teams on draft night, as we know, are more apt to make deals. And then you can no, make that's a, a great point. That's a you know, great, great and point. You can get more of a known commodity. You're like, okay, I'm getting uh, Henry Giles from Duke, or I'm getting Lonzo Ball and Jason Tatum. I'm getting a team who's giving me two picks. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, this is just so, like, obtuse. It's just so random. And it is panicking because he's still got a year left. You could have done so much better. This is, this is insane. And, 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 and I also will say this. 
Like, okay, why bring back Omer Caspi? You've got so much size. You have no shooting guards on your roster. And you that was probably away. a money situation, right? And, and then it just right, right, but it doesn't make sense because the money is so much more from Caspi and Cousins than it is from Galloway, Evans, Heald, and a first and second. I don't even know how this deal went through, if you ask me. And you look at the contract, the money doesn't add up either way. So to me, I'm like, give me Ben McLemore. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just – anyway, but let me ask you this. Let's recap to the weekend because the big story was Duran and Westbrook. But did this deal kind of save the weekend in terms of its entry? I mean, look, we can all say, hey, skills, a big man won again. Chris Stops beat out Isaiah Thomas, you know, last year. Carl Anthony Towns won that. The rising stars, the world won. And, you know, you had Jamal Murray do his thing. That was probably the best part of the weekend. Three-point Eric Gordon was solid, went to overtime. Dunk Glenn Robinson III, who an underdog, yada, yada, his big dog was his dad. I mean, give me something that maybe my mind and my eyes didn't see this weekend that I could say NBA All-Star Weekend was not a complete snooze. I can't. It was a complete snooze. And I have to say, shame on the NBA because they got everything else going on. They've got mid-February where there's a lull in the action. They're not competing with football. This is like the two weeks that football is not in the spotlight. This is the, 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 the one week that baseball is not in the spotlight. So it's all about basketball because spring training is about to start. Football combine is coming up. Oh, yeah, this is their this time. Is, and they this blew is it, their right? Time. And you know what? They have the, the, the peripheral stuff, the entertainment and, you know, the, the, the media, the the, the best height, thing is the, the legend. actors, the legend, the brunch, music. And they had 150 legends show up. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. No other it sport is. does that. But I gotta oh. tell you, but but that's the icing. But the cake, <laughs> the cake oh. is weak, man. A couple of things are happening. There are four essentially no-name guys in the dunk contest. I mean, you and I know them because we're huge sports fans, right? But but essentially no-namers in the dunk contest, and that, and that's where. A and at least Gordon was there last year. Saturday. You know, at least he was there last year and got a name for he a bad was, event. He was, but he doesn't even average 10 points a game. So so he's no. not a household name. And the three-point contest is, is pretty decent, and the skills are pretty decent. But you know those aren't the marquee events. The marquee event is, is the dunk contest and maybe the three-point shooting contest. And i got to tell you, this All-Star game, and, and we texted about this offline, this All-Star game is unwatchable. It pains me, and, and don't tell me that people get injured. This isn't football. You can still play D and not get injured. Okay? Oh, they played D in the 80s and the 90s. Even when it was exactly. 140, and, and, and they still played D in spurts. I can't remember somebody oh. getting hurt in the NBA All-Star game. I mean, Never. Paul George Never. got hurt a couple of years ago in the U.S. Olympic uh, uh, you know, preseason matchup. That's not but, the reason. I don't, I don't even know what the reason is. It's beyond me. And to me, not to ever contest guys. And, you know, Curry kind of made fun of himself and, and the whole thing when he went down on the ground. But it's, it's actually really not funny. But I will say this, because I was thinking about this today. The one thing that it is different for me, right? You have two young daughters. Our other friend we were texting with has no children. I'm watching it with a 17-year-old son and a 7-year-old son, and they are just so excited to see their guys throwing alley-oops and dunks. And I tried to explain. I said, you know, because 
my oldest was like, they're going to play D in the fourth quarter. Well, they never did. And, but he still liked it. And so I had to see it through their eyes. But I said to him, when we were 17, they did all the highlights and they played D in the fourth quarter and they still contested shots. Like guys were not just like, not even trying and, and basket hanging. And Magic and Isaiah always set the pace for a decade. You know what I mean? As the point guards in terms of getting people involved in the tempo. This was, uh, I, I agree with you. It, it is unwatchable, but I got to watch it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's uh, I don't know. I just hate the fact that the little kids are watching this as an all-star game. I mean, this isn't basketball. This is not an all-star game. This is just c- cats playing in the gym, That's fooling a great around point, in too. the gym. When you, you don't want this to mold their young minds, Ray. That's a good point. You're, you're right on that. That's not a game. That's not a game. Let's do this. Let's recap this in a sense that give Eric Gordon credit. He's finally healthy. The Rockets are what probably the but the third seed now. They are you know led by Harden, but Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson have really uh, blown up with the threes, and Eric Gordon being healthy now. You know, he probably won't get six man of the year. He was in the running for a hot minute. But kudos to him for winning. Clay threw up a dud. Kemba Walker, first time, had a great performance, at least made the finals. And, you know, we both thought Kyrie, if he got hot, he would do it. You know, and Kyrie was like, hey, I'm going to do it because the earth is flat. <laughs> Which I got, I got to ask you. I mean, look, we know Kyrie is really intelligent. He went to Duke. I think he's doing this because da da da, da guess what? UncleDrew.com premiered this weekend. And I get it, stirring up stuff to get attention, but it, I feel like it's just a bad look, don't you? You know, these guys do just about anything for marketing. And with the awareness and the off-season activities that these guys have and the off the court money that's out there for them to have I, I don't know it's hard it's hard to say right true time will tell in a couple of years we'll see if it all paid off and if it was worth it well it's worth it just because for the 24-hour news cycle every sports radio show in america and some other shows nightly news even if it's a laugh off are going to mention that Kyrie irving the guy who you know hit the jump shot to win the nba finals and all-star, you know, point guard is saying that the earth is flat. I mean, he, he's, if nothing else, you'll have to Google him for those that don't know him and they'll find UncleDrew.com. I mean, I think it's smart. I just don't like it, you know, but it, business-wise, how different is it from Jordan? You know, I'll, I'll, you know, I won't talk politics because uh, Republicans buy sneakers too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Everybody I feel like is doing their thing, but I don't know. Let's, let's talk trades. We'll be back on Friday, Thursday, the deadline. Does Jimmy Butler get moved or Carmelo Anthony get moved? Those are the only two big names left. You know, the small deals of Reggie Jackson and P.J. Tucker and all that. It's not really exciting. Do either one of those big-name All-Stars, by the way, Jimmy Butler was a dud in the All-Star game. Do either one of them get moved, Ray? I don't think so. I think for different reasons. I think Chicago comes to their senses and says that if they move Jimmy Butler, who are they building their team around? Oh, Dwayne stupid. Wade is pretty much done. Rajon Rondo is pretty much a, a one-and-done guy. 
everybody else is not even close to being a franchise player. So Jimmy Butler stays in Chicago, and I think Carmelo has that no-trade clause. So Carmelo has got to approve of where he wants to go, and I can't imagine more than one or two places where Carmelo would be willing to get traded. So both of them stay, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I'm hearing Clippers and Thunder are trying to get Tyson Chandler. Um, you know, Matt Barnes is getting waived by the Kings. They said they might waive Langston Galloway. You know, that'd be a good guard potentially for um, the Cavs to pick up, you know, defense and he can shoot a little bit. We'll see what happens. Now that they're, now that they're cutting Barnes, they might keep him. The Pelicans are trying to get some shooters and to get a guard. They're trying to move Terrence Jones. I just – uh, I don't know. I feel like I I don't want to see Melo go just because of how he's been treated. I know you feel they both need a reset and a restart. I think that could happen draft night potentially in a, in a better setting since Phil's already you know lowered the bar for him so much. And to me, I just think the Bulls would be absolute fools. You don't trade homegrown talent that's self-made that plays both sides of the ball and he's younger than thirty. The kid's, what, 27 or 26? I mean, he's too talented, right? I just – you said it. You, how are you going to replace that? It, and that was my only beef with, the, with Cousins, right? Like, how do you replace that talent? Now, moving forward, is this the best Twin Towers in their prime ever? You know, we have Elijah – we have, you know, first Ewing Cartwright, Elijah and Samson, but these guys are, you know, probably both in the top ten – uh, Davis maybe fifth or sixth, Cousins maybe eighth, best players in the league right now. You would have to say they are, and they're two and a half games behind the Nuggets. Do they make the playoffs? They don't have any depth, but as long as they stay healthy, and if Drew Holiday can hit his stride coming back from the injury and the extended time off and you know, being with his wife and everything – yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't see Denver holding them off. So they might climb up and, and look, they they got off to that awful start. But if you get rid of that awful start, they're actually not that bad uh, without Boogie. And you add Cousins to that team, they've got the best offensive and defensive, you could argue, uh, front court in the NBA, whoever they put at small forward. So, this team is, is formidable, and I'm really excited to see them next year. Um, oh. But to me, yes, they make the playoffs, which makes if Sacramento's sh- draft pick even worse. Yeah, and if I'm a shooter in the offseason, I'm like, yeah, I'll go play in New Orleans. It's a great city. You're playing with Davis and Boogie. Yeah, why not? Like, you know what I mean? That I think, I think he actually stays in New Orleans. Unless he feels he could go to the Wizards, to be with John Wall and Beal, I don't see, you know, he's from, um, from uh, Bama, right? So he's not that far away. There's no reason for him to leave New Orleans. I, I, the two of them, they could play the next 10 years together, right? That would be insane. And I believe they'd be able to get draft picks and players to come and, and, and rock with them. And Drew Holiday, I mean, we just got to give this guy some props. I mean, you know, the only other guy I know that's really done it that's been big time was the linebacker from Ohio State, Chris Spielman. This guy has totally stepped away from his in-season career to spend time with his wife who, ha- who was dealing with cancer. That's, I mean, you can only applaud a guy like that. So props to Drew Holiday. Um, let's, let's, let's talk 
Dallas hoops, man, and we'll end with the NFL. I mean, look, Gonzaga's number one again, but I got to ask you, are you – I mean, when you look at the, the top ten, it's kind of like funny, right? Because you got, okay, the, the WCC and the Big East are one and two. But then it's all <laughs> Big 12, ACC, and Pac-12, and you got to feel those three conferences are going to be on a collision course to the final four. You know, maybe you sneak in a Kentucky – um, but Ray, I mean, at, at, you know, Kansas beat Baylor. So they're two Arizona, uh, Arizona, uh, Villanova two, Kansas three, Arizona four, but then you got Zona for UCLA and Oregon four, five, and six. Um, how impressed were you, are you with the PAC 12, maybe a little top heavy, but then how good those three are and they could go really far. Um, and then, is Lamar Ball's dad, is Lamar Ball, the dad of LaMelo, Lonzo, and whatever the third one's name is, is he, is he crazy? Is he cray-cray? Or as I like to say, cruh. <laughs> is he officially cruh saying his son is better than Steph Curry? Yes, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> we both said his son is, I think the perfect example is Jason Kidd. And he's probably a bit, even though his form is awful, uh, oh, he's yeah. a better shooter he than Jason. On the other side of the head, you see that? <laughs> but he shoots over 40% from three. So no, he, no, remember, no. Jason Kidd, even at Cal, playing for Todd Bowlesman, couldn't, couldn't shoot. So he's better than Jason Kidd coming into the uh, NBA. Now, remember, Jason Kidd played those two years at Cal. But yeah. I think that this kid is on the right team. This kid can really push the ball. I mean, I think he's in some he's a ways. top three pick. Top three pick. Oh, sure. Either. I mean, I, I was thinking top five, but, yeah, depending. Because you're always going to go with the big man, right? So you're probably going to go with Giles. You're probably going to go with a couple other, you know, ACC big men potentially. They got but, him and the kid from Washington, one and two, both the guards. So. Really? Uh, ahead of Harry Giles. Okay. Yeah, so, I, well, Johnson hasn't shown up yet, so maybe he'll move up if he has a big tournament. Yeah, but, but remember, Kyrie Irving played 11 games, and he was the number <laughs> one pick. So when they like you, they like you. Uh, but but this kid Ball is really, really good. Now, saying he's better than Steph Curry, that's ridiculous, because first of all, nobody in the history of basketball has shot the ball as well as Steph Curry. So so strike that from the record, caught up in the moment. He's trying to push his kid up the draft board, but his kid is really, really good. Yeah, no, I agree. How do you feel about Arizona and Oregon, especially when it comes to tourney time? Well, I don't know how well they'll do in the tournament because I don't know that their style is tournament ready. I mean, I like Villanova style. I like even Louisville style. Carolina's got the best roster. Duke uh, has the young, untapped, raw talent. So I like other teams better. But right now, give props to the Pac-12. Arizona, UCLA, Oregon, 4-5-6. And these teams, remember, were kind of cast off as top 20, top 25 teams, not even a month, a month and a half ago. And suddenly, wow, back on the scene, crispy and clean. Arizona <laughs> comes back. With uh, after the suspension, UCLA, they don't play D. That's the problem. But on offense, they're tremendous. I think they're leading the nation in, in or second in the nation in points scored. Um, Oregon and is good. Lee is athletic. He's nice. Yes, 
and obviously in holiday there too. Yeah, and and Oregon plays both sides of the court. They have some experience, and Dana Altman's a really underrated coach. So Definitely. I don't see, I, I potentially don't see any of them in the Final Four, but they're gonna, they're they're a bad matchup. I mean, they they can they can all score, and they're all athletic, and they can give problems. So I think they can. All make it Sweet 16 and maybe even. And Oregon has experience from last year, Ray. Don't sleep on that because Dylan Brooks. I think they learned a lot in that loss to Duke, and just you know, or no, I'm sorry, they beat Duke, right? Did they beat Duke last year? They lost to Oklahoma. No. Yeah. They lost to Duke. Yeah, but that experience that they had last year, I think, you know, will will help them and serve them well. I'll be interested to see. Um, you know, if Monk and Fox could get it together and, and Bam and Kentucky, you know, they're young, but Coach Cal, he's pushing them the right way. Uh, finally, it looks like, you know, look, Wisconsin, you were right. They beat my Terps. Uh, you know, Maryland had a, a tough way to go, but Wisconsin is just very scrappy. Um, oh, we got to give props to the, you know, the finalists for Hall of Fame. Bo Ryan's one of them. You got McGrady and, and um, Chris Weber, our boy Tim Hardaway. Uh, Sidney Moncrief, or that's your guy, Sidney Moncrief. So we'll Arkansas's see, uh, finest. Yeah, we'll see. At the final four, they're going to announce who gets into the, you know, the Naismith Hall of Fame. So, I mean, basketball, pro basketball Hall of Fame. So that should be kind of good. Um, I'll say this. I think Maryland, the one thing, even though they lost at Wisconsin, the one thing I like, if Melo Tremble uh, has got his shot, with Dodd and, and, and Jackson and, and, and just the versatility, they, they're a team that I think is built for the tournament. You know, you have a good point guard um, and, you know, wing players and, and some size, you definitely, you know, have got a shot. So there's a lot of teams who I think, you know, even if we laugh, right, St. Mary's lost Gonzaga twice. But St. Mary's is a pretty darn good squad, you know, top 20 team. And, you know, we could see what happens with them in a tournament. I think you said it last show, Virginia is just slipping. They're down to 18. They can't score, Ray. And I think when it comes to the tournament, Virginia is going to have already. Yeah, they're going to have a rough time. Uh, surprise, they're still so high, even at 18. I guess, you know, they've gotten so much respect because they're losing in their conference, and the conference is ranked so high. Um, but look, it's going to be fun. And I think, you know, like always, March Madness will, uh, you know, heat up and we'll get to the tournament. Everything tips off. I think it's March 14th, the Tuesday and Wednesday. So that should be, uh, you know, fun. And I guess, well, obviously the Sunday before, I think it's the 12th is uh, selection Sunday. Sunday, Yeah. yeah. Selection Sunday. So let's get to football and close it out strong before we get to some of these, uh, you know, potential moves and signings and, Will Cousins get the franchise tag? I think that's coming up next week. I heard and I saw this, the, 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 the video, and I got to say, the guy saying that he knocked out the guys, that's not Darrell Revis's voice. So I'm wondering if, like, the cops got this way wrong and the guys were knocked out for 10 minutes and they were like, they didn't even know who hit them. So then how does Revis get charged like that? That's, the whole thing is so weird, Ray, and I think I think Revis is going to get off, and this is going to be kind of a, a big oops. But that's very messy. The whole thing's messy, and if you're giving these charges out to a famous person just based on what, I don't know. You know what I mean? Kind of bizarre. 
Yeah, you know, this is definitely one of those where you got to let the facts come in because I feel like something is fishy going on, but I don't think Darrell Revis has a, enemies out there that are trying to sabotage him. I mean, maybe people hating on him in Pittsburgh, but uh, he did go to uh, you know West Virginia. But <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, and this is one of those where it's so quick to judgment, and I hope that – Roger Goodell takes his time and figures out what's actually going on here before he lays down the heavy hand that he's been known to lay down. So let's get all, all right. the facts and and let the legal system take its course. Yeah, and it's interesting because, I mean, even his teammates were like, uh, yeah, I played with him, and that's not his voice. And also, Revis has never had any issues. And one thing we know about Revis, Ray, he's about his money. I don't think after a bad season and he knows he's going to have to take a pay cut from the Jets that he would put himself in any type of situation to jeopardize more money. And, you know, Revis That's a is, good point. you know, he's really been so strategic. And, you know, um, what you McCall was saying that today on ESPN that this guy he doesn't make steps. So Adam Gase and the Broncos, man, I mean, from the Broncos with the Dolphins head coach, He's, you know, trade a seventh-round pick to get his guy. It will probably go through, I guess, March 9th at the, you know, the start of the new uh, season on the calendar season for the NFL. But it looks like um, the tight end is is going to join him in Miami for a seventh-round pick. Um, is that surprising to you? It is surprising. He must have a bad contract because I can't believe he was still, even though he had a down season compared to what he did with Peyton Manning, he was still their guy in the red zone. I mean, I had him on fantasy on a couple teams, and his numbers would be like three catches, 27 yards, and a touchdown. So he still caught a lot of touchdowns and was their primary red zone option when they passed. And you know me, I don't like break Bortles. So – Bortles, he was his guy in in tight situations if he needed a first down. Now, granted, they expected more, and he must have had a big number because to get him for a seventh-round pick, that's a steal. And give him back to Adam Gaze, I I think that's wonderful. Ryan Tannehill is very happy right now. But then they go ahead and trade Brandon Albert, their left tackle, to help Bortles with the Jaguars. I guess they're getting like a a late first-round pick in 2018's draft. Um, real quick, does Adrian Peterson come back to Minnesota for less money, or is that done? Is that I relationship think he comes done? back for less. Really? Okay. Yeah, I would bet that he leaves. What about the whole Redskins? Between Cousins, Jackson, and Garcon, you've got to believe they can only keep two and maybe only one depending on who they franchise and who they sign, do you think they try their best to uh, keep Garcon and Cousins? Is Jackson going to be the odd man out there? Yes. I think Cousins is in, Garcon is a maybe, and Jackson's out. Because I feel like they got to try to keep Garcon ready. They, to go with Crowder and Josh Doxson, that's not enough. And they, I don't know if they can – you know, Garcon was like the go-to guy him and Jordan Reed for cousins. So I got to believe that they try to, you know, keep that. So we'll see how that goes. Look, it's going to be a great uh, sports weekend. I mean, sports week, obviously college basketball, you got UCLA is battling Arizona and Arizona state, but Arizona this weekend, the big 12 matchups, the ACC, you know, so I think um, it should be a great sports week 
Um, man, you see some of these matchups and you just can't believe uh, Louisville, North Carolina, that, that one is going to be really fun. Um, and it's at North Carolina race. So I'm looking forward to that. And, um, you know, and we're getting closer to the end. So it, it's almost time for, as Ray and Tate say, bracketism, baby. <laughs> it's coming. March is right around the corner. Can you believe it? So, yes, have a great sports week. We'll see you on Friday. Get your brackets ready. Get your, Start sharpening your pencils. Yeah, definitely. And we will, we will talk NBA trades. It is going to be the season returns Thursday night. And Friday we will get into it. And hopefully we have a guest for you. But we'll see. If not, Ray and Tay will have the NBA trade dot deadline covered. Uh, have a great sports week. We are out. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.